up to $26,000 per employee? They call it the 15-minute refund, but it's not a gimmick. It's for business owners who stuck it out during the pandemic. The Employee Retention Tax Credit, or ERTC. But time is running out to get started. Talk to the experts. JWC Advisors at iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Who are they? CPAs who will keep you on the right side of the IRS. So do it the right way. Go to iHeartTaxRefunds.com. That's iHeartTaxRefunds.com. Welcome to the Grit Daily Startup. I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk, and this is a podcast about what goes on behind the scenes at startups. The good, the bad, and the gritty. Let's dive in. Gabby, welcome to the show. Thank you. Super excited to be here. Excited to have you here. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to hang out with us here at the Grit Daily Startup Podcast. Sure to appreciate it. You know, on this show, we like to talk about the world of startup, the good, the bad, and what we like to call the gritty. So I'm curious to learn what your experience has been in the world of startup. But before we get into all of that, let's help our listeners better understand a little bit more about you uh, and your backstory and what really brought you to present day with what you're currently working on. Sure. So um, right now I serve as the CEO of the Global Digital Asset and Cryptocurrency Association. Um, We are a voluntary self-regulatory association, which is a long way of just saying that, you know, we support balanced regulation and working with regulators to help, in particular, small and medium businesses, as well as larger businesses to get a foothold in the digital asset industry. Cool. So what does that mean? What's the digital asset uh, industry mean for for those that may not be clear in this whole new world of digital assets? Sure. So it means everything from Bitcoin ATM providers to um, exchanges, to custodians, to um, NFT artists who are engaging and own platforms, um, to those that are, you know, running DeFi quant hedge funds. So some pretty cool, um, different and diverse uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and a really great eclectic but exciting mix of, you know, different people who are trying to do some amazing things with digital assets. Absolutely. So how did this whole thing start? Sure. Um, So a little bit of my backstory. Um, I actually worked in international financial sector and economic development. So um, I had worked in 50 different countries. I worked for the World Bank. um, And a lot of the work that I focused on was micro, small and medium enterprise or small business development. So um, about two years ago, I bumped into a group of interested industry professionals. Um, They were talking about some of the challenges they had. They couldn't really figure out the legal and regulatory framework. Um, You know, they were having trouble kind of understanding what the rules of the road were. And so I kind of leveraged a lot of that experience to come together um, and to create the global DCA as um, an emerging SRO or self-regulatory organization. Um, And today we wrap 80 different firms. Like I said, it's small and medium, as well as some of the largest names in the digital asset industry. And we focus on standards and guidance. We focus on education and certification, and we also do advocacy. So making sure that voice is representative and inclusive of businesses of all sizes and all different aspects of the ecosystem. Cool. So what does this mean for the average startup business or the uh, business that may not be familiar with this world? Like, how does this all apply? How will it apply in the future? I know a lot of it's foreign to a bunch of people because it's newer, if you will, maybe not be new to you, um, but newer. So how does this, how does this apply? Mm -hmm. 
So um, the digital asset space, it's interesting. Like it's, it's very much about financial sector transformation and economic transformation. So whenever we talk about digital assets, we're talking about at, at the tip of the iceberg, you're looking at like a Bitcoin or an Ethereum, but then you're looking at this wave of change that's about to take place in industries of every vertical and, you know, looking at things from real estate to art and entertainment to looking at, you know, how we even relate one-on-one, um, -on -one. like you and I could be having this discussion in the metaverse right now, you know? Um, so there is a lot of change that's about to take place. And for small and medium business owners, for startups, um, um, you know, one great way, you know, that we've talked about is, you know, looking at like crypto payments as one form um, of, you know, gaining access to or attracting new customer bases. But I think much more than that is about, you know, how their businesses need to start to look at some of the trends that we're seeing come forward, align with those and really start to take advantage of this dynamic new digital future. Yeah, it seems to be a bunch of resistance, though, when it comes to this. I mean, it seems to be there's either brands that get it and are curious and we're like, let's figure this out. Or other people are like, it doesn't apply to me. It feels like Web 2 all over again when people are like, I don't need to communicate online about my business. Yeah. So yeah. Um, how does that all play into with, you know, people? I guess they, it's the unknown, really. Yeah. And I think you're going to see early adopters or even like a bunch of like we have tons of startups um, who are members of our organization who are looking to kind of come to the table with amazing solutions to some of the challenges that we see as we navigate and engage in Web3. And so, you know, um, you're going to see some who are the early adopters, right, who are going to engage. You're going to see others who are going to kind of like meander in, let some of the first people go forward, take a few knocks and then learn from that. And then I think you'll also see some who are going to cruise in, you know, once this really goes more mainstream. But I think regardless as to what your business is or what it's engaged in, it's always good just to be abreast of what's happening in the industry. Absolutely. It definitely is. I mean, early adopters are always going to be there. Skeptics are always going to be there. And then it's like, well, we should have gotten started earlier. I think there's that uh, that 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 audience is 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 always in the mix. Uh, I was right. I was doing a little bit of homework before the interview and I saw there was a write up uh, uh, over on Forbes about the 20 top innovators building the Chicago crypto and Web3 ecosystem. Well, let's talk about that for a minute. Sure. Yeah. So um, we were the global DCA or the group that I'm you know, leading. We were written up as part of those that are coming together and really starting to harness and to coordinate in order to build up both Chicago as a Web3 hub, but also, um, you know, helping to ensure that that building and the thought leadership and the intellectual capital that's coming into this industry, that it really starts to drive sort of broader um, national and community level development. And so, you know, it was great to be recognized for, um, you know, again, we've written, I think even this year, 10 different policy comment letters, responses to different government agencies, to others. Um, we've started to really band together and bring, um, like I said, firms of all sizes around the table so that they have their voice represented. Because even if you're a small business, you're a startup, you deserve a right to have a voice and a seat at the table when it comes to how and in what way we're going to be building sort of the legal and regulatory framework of the future. And how have you guys been getting the word out about what you do? 
Wow. Like today, <laughs> talking to people Besides like, amazing, amazing podcasts people like, like you. this. Yes. <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's a, it's a great question. So I don't know if you've noticed or you follow me on LinkedIn or Twitter, but I am on a complete media blitz. So going to different conferences, spreading, like we say, the good word about, you know, what Web3 can offer, um, participating and working with, um, for example, I was just out in Boston at Boston Blockchain Week. Um, I'm going to be in Chicago for Chicago Trading Show. Um, you know, just trying to hit up a lot of different avenues, sharing what we're doing and really trying to bring people to the table and say that in order to really bring this forward, we're going to need everybody participating together. And we are more than happy to welcome you and your firm. Cool. So uh, is Miami on the uh, list of, uh, yes. of media blitzes? <laughs> yeah. So because um, apparently will... this is the Bitcoin capital of the world. I call it a crowded city with high rents now. Um, but um, because of uh, us, yeah. Because I because I <laughs> because I grew up here. So, um, but um, uh, yeah, that that's 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 why I brought Miami up. There. But I know we got a bunch of great events that are happening. In fact, couple, yeah. coming up the next couple months. So I hit up NFT Miami last year. This year, I'm planning to do Decentral Miami. Um, cool. So that's I another great, a, amazing. I literally yeah. have a call with them right after our interview. That's pretty cool. Oh, funny. get out of here. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah. So I can't believe I missed you at Miami NFT week. I kicked the day off on uh, Saturday on the main stage, but it was, uh, early. It was early. and Nobody gets to events early in Miami. That's true. I don't even think I got to that one early, to be fair. <laughs> no one did. Um, there were yeah. six people in the audience, but it's okay. So Miami is great. The energy is awesome. I love the NFT art scene. I think there's just so much good stuff, whether it's Bitcoin, whether it's, you know, broader blockchain building, or if you're really into the arts entertainment component around NFT, um, you know, it's just been really exciting to watch the dynamism with which that city has just burst onto the scene as sort of a leader in digital assets, blockchain and crypto. Yeah, that has been. So it's, it's exciting to say the least. So what are you guys excited about as we as we start to close in on 2022? That sounds crazy to even say. Uh, and then uh, and then uh, usher in 2023. What are you guys most excited about? Well, um, I think from our side, I'm most excited. So we'll kind of do a, a round table here and start with legal and regulatory. Um, I'm excited about seeing some of the um, you know, different pieces of legislation that are moving forward. So we've been doing a lot around self-regulation and seeing, you know, increasing steps of inclusion of that concept, letting there be sort of this public-private sector cooperation so that we can really use the intellectual knowledge and expertise of the industry to try to create a legal and regulatory structure that works for us. I think if I'm looking at, you know, products and services, I love the mainstreaming. I'm getting very excited. Um, we've seen some big steps by, you know, corporates like Disney and others who are really moving into, you know, the NFT and metaverse space very aggressively. And I think that that is just a, such a great, you know, um, milestone and signal to those who are building that this is here to stay and there's a lot of opportunity. I think if I'm looking at economic growth and, you know, community development, I'm looking at the fact that like, again, Miami started with just Bitcoin, you know, the conference, and now look at it. It's got like, tons of amazing events that are there drawing people, you know, month after month to come to the SAGE and to share their knowledge and expertise. And I'm excited about the fact that there are many other cities around the country and around the world that are trying to replicate that success. So those are the things, you know, from my side that I'm seeing as amazing indicators and what I really look forward to in the next year. Yeah, it is exciting stuff to uh, to say the least. So when we talk about the world of startup, what, what would you say has been the worst part of the startup process? Oh, well, there's this fun quote that's like, <laughs> 
the the hardest part of everyone's overnight success is the first 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think love that. um you know, like from my side, like we at the Global DCA, we're a startup too. You know, we're um, we're a emerging association. Um, so managing some of the rapid growth has been difficult. We moved up from 18, 16 months. We've onboarded 80 plus member firms, um, you know, starting out with our certification programs. And I think it's interesting because that makes me very compassionate and empathetic towards a lot of our startup members who I feel, yeah, you know, like it is hard to be managing this in such a rapidly evolving space. Um, so I think the hardest part has been, yay, we're getting successful. Boo, that means that you're just working 24 hours a day and just barreling forward. But, you know, I always tell people, I'm like, you wouldn't want it the other way. So, you know, that I think the buildup to it um, has been really um, exciting. And I think that for everybody who's out there who's building and growing, I mean, we have all been there. It is hard. It is day in and day out. And, you know, it is it is not the easiest path, but when it breaks and when you move forward with that success, that that is what makes it all worthwhile. So to me, yeah. that was the hardest part. The first years of just putting in the time and believing and having hope. So keep the hope alive, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. So to you know, to the opposite of that, and you've you kind of already answered this, but I'll ask anyway. So what's been the best part of the startup process? Okay, so for me, because I did a lot of work with small and medium businesses, the best part for me of every day is watching a lot of our small member firms kind of get that break, close their series A, um, come to the table with seed funding, um, you know, have these little wins that are just a part of like building a mountain of little wins that creates that big win. And so that to me is, that's been the best part is yes, it's been cool to watch our own organization's growth, but it's never been about doing things for our organization. It's been about giving back to and helping to truly lead an industry. And so that's been the coolest part is watching people, you know, hit that big break kind of. Love it. Love it. Well, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, hey, listen, I want to get in the mix. This sounds like something I need to be part of. Uh, be sure to check them out. We're going to include the link in the description of this podcast episode. Uh, check out uh, Gabby and her team over at Global DCA and what they got going on to get you in the mix with this whole new world of, uh, of, of digital assets. Uh, Gabby, any final thoughts for our listeners? Yeah. I mean, look, this is a dynamic, exciting, and yet volatile industry. And so, you know, we always tell people like, think for the long haul, think about building for the future. And just remember that, you know, if you're in this industry, you're not alone. And we're more than happy to welcome you into our community and help you build constructively in line with industry standards and best practices. So thank you very much. Absolutely. I think those are some great final thoughts. Gabby, thanks for your time. You're clearly doing work that matters, ushering people into the new frontier that we like to call Web3. So I'm excited to connect with you further here. And it's been great to chat with you for a few minutes. We'll have to have you back on the show sometime to get an update on how things are going over there with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks again. You got it. Until next time, friends. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of Grit Daily Startup. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show wherever you consume podcasts. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. This podcast is brought to you by GritDaily.com, the premier startup news hub. More information at GritDaily.com. Once again, I'm your host, Sebastian Rusk. Until next time, friends.
Connect with your potential customers wherever they are. Effective uses Comcast viewership data insights to combine advanced targeting capabilities with premium TV and streaming content so you can deliver the best ad experiences to your audience no matter how they watch. Visit EFFECTV.com.